The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Sports Talk. It's a Thursday live. We got a live show going on. We got a lot to talk about. Basketball. Uh, the home teams did win. Uh, Houston found a way to stay in the series with the Portland Trailblazers. We watched the Dallas Mavericks lose to the San Antonio Spurs. That series went from a 2-1 Dallas Mavericks lead to a now a 3-2 San Antonio which they get to control their own destiny in a seven-game series. Speaking of a seven-game series, how many times in a seven-game series has a team went up 3-0 and lose the series 4-3? If you've been watching any NHL hockey, you watched the uh, San Jose Sharks lose to the Los Angeles Kings. Disappointing teams. You watched the Kings get it all together four games in a row. How many times have that happened? I think that can only happen in hockey. I'm not sure if it happened anywhere or any other professional sport. The San Jose Sharks win the first three games. 6-3, first game. 7-2, second game. 4-3 in an overtime. Then they lose four in a row to the Kings. 6-3, 3-0, 4 If you were on the San Jose Sharks hockey team, you got to believe you're going to pull one game out. After winning three in a row, you got to believe you're going to pull one of those games out. One out of the four, all you have to be, win is one out of four, and you got to like those odds. It didn't get done. For some reason or another, it didn't get done. The, San, the uh, Los Angeles Kings found a way to win four. Uh, they found a way to put it all together. You're looking at a team uh, that has won a Stanley Cup. You're looking at a team that's also didn't give up when most teams would. Those are some real odds stacked against you if you're the Los Angeles Kings. But how many times would you see that in a seven-game series? A team went, go up 3-0 and lose the series 4-3. Not winning any games four in a row. Not winning any games. We talked about a seven-game series in basketball. We're looking at the, um, we're also looking at the Dallas Mavericks down 3-2. They lost last night to the San Antonio Spurs 109-103. Brooklyn Nets was down by 26 points to Toronto. Toronto is out Talked about this on the show. Experience, youth, playoffs, doesn't matter. If you're just playing up and down basketball, it's basketball with the skills, with all those guys having a certain skill set. The Brooklyn Nets, the veteran team it is, that team put together to combat the Miami Heat, but can't, I won't say can't get past Toronto, but they're having trouble with Toronto right now. Toronto's winning that, leading that series 3 2. If I'm not mistaken, I think they'll go back to Toronto. Oh, no, they go back to Brooklyn for five, for, for six. 
possibly home for seven. Portland Trailblazers lose by 10 to the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets finally put it all together, and I think Dwight Howard might have showed up in the second half of the game after getting after getting skewed by his uh, one of his teammates. That's the report going out. Dwight Howard had 22 points, 14 rebounds, uh, scored 21 uh, to beat the Rockets, uh, the score I just mentioned last night, to avoid the elimination. This is a guy in Dwight Howard that I think should not be – his bad nights should be what he scored, the 22 points. That should be a bad night for him, 22 points, 14 rebounds, or maybe 10 rebounds. That should be a bad night for Dwight Howard. I think – the most dominant man could be possibly in basketball, NBA, but doesn't come out with that same passion for both halves of a basketball game. Shouldn't, shouldn't have to be talking about this guy not having, not being dominant. It'll be interesting at the end of his career if he is mentioned for a Hall of Fame to be a big man, to be possibly the dominant, one of the most dominants to ever play the game. And I look at this guy and think that he should have never left Orlando. Everyone moves around in the NBA. They got their prerogative. They have their choice. But everyone moves around. I think he should have never left Orlando. But you watch, you watch these guys and, and LeBron James leave, leave the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Rightfully so. Cleveland Cavaliers never put anything around him. But I thought the Orlando Magic was doing that with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard makes a stop in L.A., couldn't make it work in L.A. Speaking of L.A., D'Antonio resigned. We can get into that, a little bit of that. We're going to get into um, Jameis Winston, allegedly stealing crab legs. I got a lot to say about that. I might do a little contrast compared with uh, Jameis Winston and Johnny Manziel. I think James, James Winston's is a borderline. If that is true, he's an idiot. If that is true, I got Alex Clancy in the studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Alex just walking in, by the way. I have uh, traffic. These guys are. Uh, you don't have to tell me. So I, know, many, I, I know about the traffic. You don't I'm, have to tell me. This, miles down the road, and I got almost hit three times. Almost got hit three times. I, oh, so you must have left late then. But uh, you only oh, yeah, I left eight forty-five. Yeah. Yeah, that's not late. You're a mile down the road. Yeah. No, I'm good. I have a time perfectly, but these. Did you um, watch any of the games last sound night? Like, they sound like Deborah. There's a, there's a, um, you know, we've, we're going to get into the basketball part of the game, the, st- the statistics, the numbers, the wins, the loss. We're going to get into that right now. But there is a question before we get off the air that I want to ask you. Um, I want to ask you what you mean about it because you text me about the uh, Donald Sterling situation. Mm-hmm. I just want to get what you meant by that. And then I'll give my, what I thought about it when you said it. So, yeah. how about that? Yeah. All right. You, Houston Rockets, the uh, Portland Trailblazer. You watching any of that? Yeah, a little bit. I this the series doesn't really intrigue Dwight Howard doesn't really intrigue me that much. Uh, I what intrigues me the most about this is Portland. Okay, that's yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Um, because I love Damian Lillard. Obviously, he's he's the new the new sweetheart of the NBA in, in the point guard position. He's he's the. Uh, the, the next in line to take the throne of best point guard in the league, seemingly, if, if he goes up and up like he has been. Um, 
Marcus Aldridge. He was held to eight points last night, three for twelve from the field. Yeah, that's, so he, that's he's, why they lost. Yeah, but he's due. I mean, he he's not going to score forty five a game for you. But I don't think he's due to eight points. I think he's due to 15, 20 points. Yeah, but I mean, he had 40, 42, 43 plus. 46. Okay. 43. And they had 28. And, and, and I mean, he's... I don't think you do for eight points, though. Yeah. Well, th- uh, that was probably their game plan, which is to stop him. Oh, I mean, he only took 12 points, shifts, yeah. too. 12 shots, too. Um, 39 minutes, you got to hit more than eight. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it. I don't think that the Houston's the better team. I just don't. I mean, they're made for the regular season. Because they have James Harden, who could win you... 15 games during a season on his own. Dwight Howard can do the same. But, but, but if you're Portland, do you want the Houston Rockets to be, be coming hot right now? I, no. I think Portland's the better team, but yeah, if you're Portland. But, well, but, this, but we, we always, I always talk about when the shooter's hot, if Harden gets hot, it's going to be a problem because now Dwight be, becomes more important to that team because you got to double team Harden and you cannot double team both of those guys. Then you got Parsons who can get hot over there. Now, if they lose game six at home, then, I, then I'll start the question. But I still think that they're going to take care of business at home. They got game two six games. on Friday. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, they, just had a, they just had a down game. And I don't know if this is like the, the balloon is now deflated from how they played in the, in the first four. But I, mean, I, I think that they'll be fine in what, game five on Friday. What I wouldn't want to happen is LaMarcus Aldridge come out and try to say, I'm not going to, you're not going to hold me to eight points again. I want you to come out and play your game because if you're trying to, not get to the eight points. If you just let the game come to you or you just play the game, how have you been playing it other than last night? Uh, I think the Portland Trailblazers win, but when you're trying to do too much, then you take away from uh, Damian Lillard and uh, the rest of those guys, um, Matthews. You take away from what they do as a supporting cast. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it stops the game, and that's, that's how any kind of superstar or whatever that takes a lot of shots um, kind of slows the game down for the rest of the team if, if they try to take over on their own. Uh, and James Harden is—he's done that before. I don't think Lamarcus Aldridge—he's not that kind of player. He's not a—he—he's a work through the offense player, get the ball down low and 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 shoot his turnaround turnaround jumpers. So I mean, I think again that the Trailblazers will will knock it out in six. Uh, the other two I don't really know about from what happened last night. Uh, I don't know why Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce—they played 36 minutes combined. Right. I think that they were down so much that they had to run and gun. And Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett aren't running gunners, so. Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen with Brooklyn. They're going home too for Game Six. And well, Brooklyn, Brooklyn makes—they always make a run. I, I get these sports feeds a lot uh, when this game is going on while I'm watching the game. They were down by 26 points in this basketball game. How do you get down 26 points with the? And I'm looking at the Brooklyn Nets team: Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, uh, Williams, and uh, you got Livingston. Livingston is a, is a comparable guard uh, in that in that lineup. How three years ago, th- three or five years ago, this would have been the best team in the NBA, but it's not three or five years ago. Right. And it, yeah. And, but you also got a younger KG and uh, Paul Pierce. Right, exactly. You got a younger guys. I think Joe Johnson still, he's still Joe Johnson. He's, he's had up. his best year in yeah. years this year. But how do you get down 26 points in a basketball game to, to the, the Toronto Raptors? I'm not saying, it's not a, uh, this not a diss on the Toronto. It's just with this team, and I always say that, if you're a shooter and you get hot, anything can happen. But this team was designed to get to the next level, the next round in the playoffs. Toronto Raptors have a lot to say about that. They went, they lead in the series 3-2. They let the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and it's tough to come back with 26 points because you have to exert so much energy. Uh, but when the Brooklyn Nets made a run, they end up losing by two after being down 26 points, 115-113. Toronto, 
they have one. They have two games to win one, and I think the Brooklyn Nets gonna get knocked out. I would like to see Jason Kidd as a first time coach, fresh out of the uniform, you know, win a, win his first playoff game, first playoff series. But you know what? Situations like this may make him who he is or who he's gonna be as a coach. You lose the first round, you got to go back to drawing board. You got to figure out what happened. He get to have his first uh, NBA draft, free agency, free agent year. Who he brings in, talks to the GM a whole lot, the owner of the organization. Who he brings in, who he get rid of, to make this team a little better team. Yeah, I mean, and really the whole thing that the Nets, the whole thing that's predicated upon is them winning in the '90s, winning in the mid '90s, upper '90s points wise. They can't run with Toronto, and Toronto can't play half court defense better than Brooklyn's half-court offense. So Brooklyn can slow the game down, regardless of how much fun it is to run and everything. They need to take a Memphis approach here and take all of the wits that all these guys have about them from, you know, tw- uh, how uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett have had, what, like 35 years' experience between the two of them? Yeah. They need to use that instead of just running up and down the court and trying to stick with... They can't stick with DeMar DeRozan. They can't stick with Kyle Lowry. They can't stick with Patrick, Patrick Patterson. And they just can't do it. And that's why that team, that's why we say that team, how you get down 26 points. And that's why that team was built. You put them together with uh, Williams and, and Joe Johnson. You got KG and Kevin Garnett with all that, I mean, and Paul Pierce with that experience. You add a youngster and then Livingston. That, that team, that's a successful lineup. But every, you don't win games on paper, but these guys have to show up. They thought, I don't know if they thought the Toronto Raptors were going to lay down, but when you get in the playoffs, no one's thinking about how much experience the other team got. I'm thinking about, all right, we in this game, let's win it. We up 3-2, got two games to, to win one. Toronto Raptors control their own destiny. They get out of the first round and they go play, well, I think they the Miami Heat. So it'll be interesting. You'll be playing a, a rested Miami Heat team. And we'll come back. We'll talk some more basketball. Take a quick break. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Quantum Last of Sports Talk. We are live. I'm sorry to cut the music off so fast, but we were. Next year, I'm not sorry. We don't yeah, I know. What? Yeah, I, I apologize for anything. <laughs> it's not serious. Hey, we're talking NBA basketball. We're talking about how the Raptors got the Brooklyn Nets, who was designed to be 
to come out of the first round, put together to combat the Miami Heat, which possibly there's a chance. If as bad as this look, if the New York Nets, I mean Brooklyn Nets, get out of this, that, that next series is going to be yeah, a great yeah. game. Uh, uh, Miami's gonna, definitely rooting for Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because they beat them young boys. Yeah. They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to play Brooklyn. What you think, Brooklyn? What you think Brooklyn should be beating these young guys? If you if you look at the series, if I tell you and you didn't, you just you know basketball, you know the basketball teams. When I told you who you thought was up in the Brooklyn Nets after five games, who you thought was up between the Brooklyn Nets and Toronto Raptors, you'd probably say three uh, two. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Yeah. Or, you or probably the series to be over. Oh, I mean, that's or, exactly five, just well, like Chicago five games, and I say five games. Yeah, Chicago and uh, and Washington, same thing. I mean, nobody picked. I oh, see. You see that uh, that picture of all the analysts that pick Chicago. Nobody picked Washington. Right. I mean, this is this this might be the changing of the guard in the East. No, this is why I say all these uh, prognosticators are so called idiots. Yeah. I mean, you how you not give? Look at the Washington team. Man, what are they? Third seed? No, five, four, five, uh, five seed. And and uh, five and four was that five and four? Yeah. How you not give them a chance? I know it's the East, but because you, you look across the other side of the country and. You look at the Phoenix Suns, who could have been what would what, what the Phoenix Suns have done in that on the East? I mean, they they had a better record. They probably would in third seed, but what would they have done? Because now you look at the Washington Wizards. You look at that team. That's not a slouch team. That no. they have talent. They have shooters. Yeah. They have they play defense. Yeah, youth. You and obviously speed. play defense against a team who's probably the best defensive team in the league, but they don't have any offense in the Chicago Bulls. Right. The Washington scored seventy four points in game five, uh, game four, and won game five and won the game seventy four sixty nine. There's no offense. Yeah, like, right. Carmelo I mean, Anthony. That, yeah, Carmelo uh, Anthony. Uh, uh. Carmelo Anthony goes there. Is is instant finals? No way. Uh, I'm not saying Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony. Derrick Rose will play six games. I told you. Well, it'd be He's six <laughs> great games. Let it be this last. <laughs> let it be the last six games of the series. All right. All right, but I don't know. I mean, that that seems in theory like a good idea, but. The, the the Miami Heat. We can start talking about it now because both of them are out of the playoffs. So, yeah, the Miami Heat right now being rested, and I think that you look at the Miami Heat, you don't you don't think old team, but they kind of play old outside of LeBron James running up and down the court. Even um, Mario Chalmers, he's just he's not old by any stretch, but it seems like he conformed to being on an older team. Um, and they, and they still have you know a bench of guys who come off the bench and knock down threes. Guys who come off the bench who spare, spell them a few minutes uh, to keep the game close or yep. even take the lead. They're missing Mike Miller this year. I'll tell you what. I, I don't know why, how they got rid of Mike. Miller. I don't know. I don't know. Mike Miller's ways in Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, right. when he hit five threes in, in the game in the last game in Oklahoma City and they won that yeah, game. Yeah, last year. Yeah, I don't know why. No, he, last. No, no, no. Oh, no, last, I'm talking about last year when he. Oh was yeah. Looking, yeah. Oh, he had a huge. Yeah, he had a huge breakout game in one of the finals games. I don't even know. He's two years ago. He's willing to come off the bench too. Yeah, I think he just loves because he, he's going back. He went back to Memphis because that, that's where he started. I think. Yeah, some guys, some guys, um, they have content with coming off the bench. Not that they don't want to be superstars, but. And not, they want to win. They want to win because you. Well, that's what um, um, Jesus Shuttlesworth did. That's what he. He go to Miami. You know, you're not starting over there. Mm-hmm. But you come off the bench, you gonna get enough time where you gonna be serviceable for that team. And that's the reason why they got right. You. And you get starters. You get starters minutes in the finals right. if you make it to the finals. I right. mean, he'll play 35, 35 minutes a game in the finals. Oh, absolutely. You um you watch any uh, Dallas Mavericks? Uh, now I thought um. I thought these guys, uh, Tony Parker was hurt, but Tony Parker was running on a sprained ankle. He's always hurt. He, yeah. 
he he or Ginobili is always hurt, but they find a way to play. Yeah, they're always in the injury report. It's a Belichick thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Vince Carter, Vince Carter ended up scoring twenty eight points in this game. I, you know what? I and that's I, why I don't I, say. Don't tell me no how old guys are. I know. I, I when keep, they've been playing this game for twenty years. I keep meaning to say this. He has totally changed everybody's per- perception about him. Because I remember when he was in Toronto, and then he, and then he was chasing, chasing money, chasing everything. And then he's been in Dallas for the past three or four or five years, three, four years, and all he does is play basketball. He was with Dallas he comes when they off won the, the championship, right? Yeah. I think he was with Dallas when they won a the championship three years ago. 2010? I need to check on that. All he does is just comes off the bench, starts, does whatever. He just loves to play basketball. He's changing his game. He's become predominantly a three-point shooter, but he still has flashes of being able to get in the lane and dunk and all those things. But he's, he's a completely different man now. How do you, Which is great. How do you never trail in a basketball game? <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs never trailed in this basketball game. I mean, they win the game 109-103, but you're looking at a Dallas Maverick team who, who was up 2-1 a week ago. 2-1 in the series a week ago, beating that team at San Antonio Spurs at home. How do you never trail in a basketball game is, um, is interesting. And I know some teams are better than others, but this is not a regular season where you got the um, – who's the worst team in basketball? Playing the Miami Heat, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Probably. You, you got, <laughs> you got. Let's say the Milwaukee Bucks playing the Miami Heat, and you never trail. And Miami Heat's, they never trail in a basketball game. Well, that's what happened with the Dallas Mavericks and the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs never trailed in a basketball game. Uh, Parker on a, on a messed up ankle, who probably through injury reports always hurt. Like you said, like Ginobili's always hurt. He gets twenty three points, five assists, and they and they, they win the game. Now they have the two games. Now they have two games to win one. They in, they are in Dallas tomorrow, I believe so. Yeah, but you don't want you don't want San Antonio to have you in a in an elimination situation. I mean, because this is this is when Greg Popovich is Greg Popovich. This is when he'll find a way to play a different defense or to start Ginobili or to do something that's different to kind of throw a, a wrench into the into the whole plan of of. Dallas's defensive scheme. This is just what he does, and I and I see San Antonio closing it out in six in Dallas. Well, Sean Marion needs to have a better game. You cannot have six points in a basketball game, even though they don't design plays for Sean Marion. Uh, Dale Lambert two points. Caderon eight points. They need to have better games. Uh, Nariski hit. 26 points. Yeah, his that's, first that's, game. I mean, yeah. this was the first game he actually played well. Right. But there was no supporting cast off that. You got uh, Carter coming off the bench hitting 28 points off the bench. That's a lot of points coming off the bench. Um, and if he gave me, if he gave you 15 points, you'd be satisfied with that. But those other guys have to take up that rest of that slot. Yeah. And that's you're not going to beat the San Antonio Spurs like that, especially when uh, Le- Leonard gets his 15s, Tiago Splitter gets 17. Yeah. You're not going to – I mentioned Parker, Tim Duncan, 16 points. Um, Ginobili off the bench was 19 points. He's going to come off the bench. Ginobili's a starter off the, coming off the bench. He's been that way for, what, five years now, coming Longer off the bench, that. getting 19 points. Uh, Diaz, Diaz only had eight points, but he's coming off the bench also, who hits a big three the last game to just solidify the lead. Yeah, Can, and and the beauty of this, them both being in Texas for San Antonio is an old team doesn't like to travel, and they don't have to travel that far. So this is this is setting up for San Antonio to take care of business in Game Six. They have the momentum now. 
Uh, they should have lost this series already. San and, Dallas? And, no, San Antonio. They were down huge in game one. Th- they could have potentially lost this series already. So they know that they need to take care of business. They got, they got lucky with it, and um, they need to take care of business. And th- that's just going to be it. If they don't win in Dallas, which is tough to do, and this is a team, the Dallas Mavericks, that San Antonio uh, beat up, not beat up, but beat nine straight times to get in the playoffs. This is what people don't understand. If you're a fan, understand the game, understand how momentum changed, understand the uh, – the expectations of uh, playoff basketball opposed to regular basketball, you can beat a team nine times in a row. And some of those nine times did come in the playoffs. But when it's playoff time, it's a different atmosphere. Uh, you got different you got different guys that will step up, like a Vince Carter hitting a three to put them up 2-1 in a basketball game. You got Vince Carter coming off the bench hitting 28 points off the bench. And we, and we consistently talk about how guys get in their 30s in a major league sports and they're old. Maybe in rugby, yeah, because rugby is the most violent sport. Rugby and hockey, the most violent sport, you know, along with, along with football. That when you get in your 30s, you're not going to be able to bang that like you used to. The Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Mark D'Antonio resigned as the head coach. Who becomes the next coach and why did he resign? Why did he resign? Now, Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson having dinner with Carmelo Anthony. But Steve Kerr's name comes up as the possible Los Angeles Lakers head coach. Steve Kerr, whom we thought would be a shoe-in or fit-in for the New York Knicks because of the relationship with the uh, triangular offense that he's going to be forced to run. And why would you want to go there if you can't run your own offense? Or maybe your own offense is a triangular. Maybe that's what you know. Steve Kerr, in my opinion, in most viewed eyes, is a general manager. Not a head coach, but who's to say he can't do to get the job done? When he was with the Phoenix Suns, he G- he GM from San Diego, and that was recipe for disaster. Is he ready to put that all in? Whether he's a, whether he's a New York Nick, and can he get Carmelo Anthony back, or if he's a Los Angeles Lakers? And have you talked to Kobe yet? I I've not. I, okay. I'm, but I'm sure Kobe's on the phone. Um, and also, Steve Kerr's been looked at as the Golden State, the Golden State job. If, yeah, because Mark Jackson. If Mark Jackson's on the hot seat for winning 50 games. Um, <laughs> two, other, two other guys, the two first names that come out, uh, John Calipari, Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie, the head coach of Connecticut. Um, he made, obviously, a huge splash uh, in the NCAA tournament. And one of the ties that he has is he's very close, kind of a mentor relationship with Kevin Durant. And if Kevin Ali becomes a Lakers head coach, then Kevin Durant could potentially become oh, a Laker in yeah, 2016. I forgot about Kevin Ali. I forgot all about him because he was mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Wow, and this is coaching. yeah. So this it'll be interesting because I'm not sure if John Calipari is the answer. Um, I'm not sure if any they don't. There are no talented head coaches in the NBA that don't have a job, unless George Carl. I mean, I, I don't even his name hasn't even been mentioned. I don't even know if he wants a coach anymore. It just Hope this not. timing sucks that this couldn't have happened two months ago before. Phil Jackson took the job in New York. I'm not saying he would have got the job in L.A. because Jim Buss is a dick. Jim Buss still there. Jim Buss still there. He yeah. wouldn't have got that job. Yeah. He, uh, you, you couldn't even save face and say, I, I messed up by hiring D'Antonio. Would you please come back? You can't even save face because also his um, fiance is there. Yeah, Jeannie. Jean is still there with the uh, some ownership. Yeah. Do I just you, don't know. Ugh. It's, it's bad news regardless. Now, he, he lost 55 games. That's a franchise high. <laughs> Won 27 games. But do you put that all on him? You put that all on him or, or what they didn't have? I put it I, on him with I Dwight can, Howard. 
That's that's who I put it on because he's trying he, to make Dwight Howard do something he can't do. He he wouldn't play Dwight Dwight Howard and Pau Gasol with each other because that's that didn't silly. work. His system right. change your damn system. And also, Jim Buss shouldn't have hired him because his system doesn't work with a team that was set up like the Lakers. So I get, I blame him for hire? last year. I don't blame him for this year. Yeah, I don't blame him for this year. But that there is a ripple effect from how you come in, uh, and if it works, it works. But obviously, that didn't work. Because you didn't play two of your big man, your your guys who can, because of your offensive system, you didn't play two of your guys who can put up twenty points each. Yeah, that's forty points a game. Yeah, and they lost Kobe towards the end of the year too. Because Kobe I had understand. to do so. He had to do so much. Yeah, they lost Kobe. That's why I asked if you put so much on him. Why didn't the Lakers hire hire Brian Shaw? I I don't know, but he's not doing so hot right now in Denver. Who? And the, Brian Shaw and their defense, uh, their team isn't as bad as their record would indicate. I understand Danilo uh-huh. Gallinari's been out all year, but I heard Byron Scott's name too, and that'd be an awful. Yeah, I don't I want don't, that. Don't keep I know he's Lakers. a Laker. Yeah, I know. Well, he was a pay. I, you know, have him go coach the Pacers. He was a good. He Laker. was a Pacer. Too. I understand. He was a good Laker, but, but not don't. every player is going to be a good head coach. No, no, not at all. Happy days are here again. Mike D'Antonio <laughs> resigns, and the Lakers coach. I couldn't be happier. Those are Magic Johnson words, and we'll talk about that when we he's come back. He's on a back. roll. Yeah, he's on a roll. He, he's he's on the he's he's destroying the Lakers <laughs> and the Clippers. Kwamalasa <laughs> <laughs> Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk about a little Magic Johnson and his involvement in everything LA when we get back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Life Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio, 888-346-9144 is the number. Happy days are here again. Mike D'Antonio resigned as the Lakers head coach. 
I couldn't be happier. Those are the words from Irving Magic Johnson via Twitter. And I asked Alex before I brought up, even brought up Magic Johnson, was it all Mike D'Antonio's fault? First of all, if they would have got Phil Jackson with what they had, they might have won three more games. So they would have they would have been thirty and fifty two. <laughs> they would have been thirty and fifty two. The Lakers didn't have anybody. Even if they had Kobe and Kobe ended up getting hurt, Kobe two years ago having Achilles come back and tears his knee up. So he was nowhere to be found in that. They didn't have a lot. Mike D'Antonio had a, a year left on his contract, and I don't. And I think the Lakers going to let him play that contract out until they can get some people where they thought they would get a better coach that can coach the guy, the next generation of Lakers superstars or back to Laker form as far as winning um, Lakers basketball. So I thought they would let Mike D'Antonio play that last contract out, but he could see the writing on the walls. He didn't want to be a scapegoat to building a team, then having to go somewhere or having to be fired because he ultimately I thought he would be fired after next year, but I thought they would let him play this year out. Even with Phil Jackson possibly take, getting that job before uh, Mike D'Antonio, he would have won just three more games more than Mike, Mike D'Antonio. I don't think with what the Lakers had, th- that was going to be a competitive team. But is it, is, it, is it fair for, even though Magic Johnson is Mr. Lakers, one of the Mr. Lakers, is that fair for him to even say about Mike D'Antonio? I don't know. That's pro- pro- professionally? I mean, this is... This is kind of out of it's. I mean, obviously not out of left field because he's he's a Laker, but Magic has never really been that kind of guy, you know. I mean, he's never he's 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 spoken out when he believes something was right, but I I just don't know why he had to he had to shove it in his face like that. Yeah, you don't have to. Do, you never and I and I tell people on, on a smaller scale, like even like when you score a touchdown or. You watch a you watch a game or you get a dunk on you don't have to get in somebody's face. Mm-hmm. That's already the icing on the cake right there. Mm-hmm. You 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 done enough. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to show anybody up. You don't have to bring the I told you so's up. Well, so, uh, so yeah. it was out because to me it was out of character for Magic to do that. Totally. It was it was so it was too joyous for somebody to lose their job yeah. or just or he didn't lose his job he resigned but he was going to lose his job. Yeah, right. Because they didn't pick up the team the team option this year. Right. So. They gave him the benefit of the doubt, let him coach the year out instead of firing. Well, I guess they would have to pay well, him either had, way. Yeah, he had but, one more year. But this is something, this is very, very pivotal spot for the Lakers organization. Because Donald Sterling will no longer be in the front office with the Clippers, if you want to maintain dominance over Los Angeles, they have to be very careful with the next few moves that they're going to make. Number one, do you want to take a first-year coach out of college to coach in the NBA, first-year NBA coach as the person that's going to lead your brigade for the next 10, 15 years, potentially. And what are you going to do in free agency to to supplant yourself as the number one team in Los Angeles? Because it's a big deal now. Now you have real competition. I'm not opposed to giving Kevin Ollie a shot and being that first-year guy. Uh, I know he won a championship. That'll make him a great... It doesn't make him a great uh, NBA professional head coach, but it gives the Lakers... Where they are right now, a chance to build with somebody from the ground up with the head coach they have and with the players they're about to require acquire, it gives them a chance to build to now get the Lakers back to dominance. Like, who would you go out there and get? You talk about uh, George Call. I think George Call, he's great at what he's doing now. He'd probably be great as a Lakers head coach, but I think he'd just sit on the sideline, commentate, uh, analyze basketball from afar. 
who's out there are you going to get that's going to say, I'm going to take the Lakers or the Lakers going to be back to right here in the next two or three years? I think Kevin Ollie, I think Brian Shaw, Brian Shaw, as you mentioned, they got a better Denver team, but the record is not right. – They're show. awful this yeah. year. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed, and I'm not a Laker fan, but seeing a Kevin Ollie or some young coach come in anywhere – Come in and, and and build with the Lakers from ground up, but you have to have some guys. It, it all starts with respect because the guys don't respect. We watched Robert Ori throw a tower and um, what's his name? He used to play with the Lakers. Um, he was coaching the Suns, I think it was. I can't even think his name. Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. That, that's got to be respect first. If you don't respect the head coach, you're not going to do a lot of things for him. I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care what your goals are. You go start doing your own thing, and doing your own thing in a team sport is a recipe for disaster at yeah. a high level. Well, yeah, and and also any now more than ever, you need to be able to manage egos. You need to be able to do that, and that's first and foremost. Yeah. So, and that's the thing that Kevin Ali, John Calipari, Tom Izzo, anybody that would come out of the college ranks that is respected there, and Kevin Ali is respected, but he's only been doing it for a couple of years, so he's still pretty gumshoe ish. Uh, with regards to being a coach in general, you need to be able to demand respect from your from your egomaniacal players, and that's where George Carl would come into play because he did it in the early '90s. If you have Sean Kemp, Gary Payton on your team, come on, and you and you can get to the finals, and you can be you can win 55 plus games every year. You can you can do it, and I think that you need I miss somebody some, like that. I miss Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. I miss yeah, that, that was, Super, Supersonics, Horace Grant. Man, I miss that yeah. team. That was that was. That was a team. But, yeah, you have to manage egos. You have to be a psychologist, a top psychologist, head coach, uh, and get these guys. I guess that's why Phil Jackson was so successful. But I don't think he did that with a with a Michael Jordan. I don't think he did that with a Kobe and a Shaq. I think he did most of his psychoanalysis with the young, the other guys to understand that this offense run through these guys. This offense run through Kobe. This offense run through Michael Jordan then Pippen, Kobe, then Shaq. It run through these guys, and you guys got to understand when a ball is passed to you, knock them down. Do you think that Kobe would rather have a newer guy so he could coach the team pretty much? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, I was thinking Derek Fisher. Like, Derek Fisher would be such a better guy to come right off the court and coach than Jason Kidd, would have, than Jason Kidd is. Because Derek Fisher... Let me, and that's. I guess you can think about that. But he's he's been a Laker. He's been through all the championships, all the everything. He's been with Kobe since day one. So Kobe would actually get a friend back because Kobe seemingly feels alone at this point. Him and Mitch Kupchak are you know close, I guess. But he blames Mitch for a lot of things that have transpired. Well, Kobe was alone when he first came to the Lakers, but he played. You know, he he worked his way into being Kobe Bryant from the number eight jersey to the number uh, twenty four jersey. He he's been that guy. Um, He's been alone before. I think the type of veteran he is, the type of player he's become in the National National Basketball Association, I think he can do it. Fisher sounds like a great choice because all the things you mentioned, he would be getting the friend back. I think Fisher and Kobe would be too close. Like, it's kind of tough when I saw Jason Kidd go to the Nets. I'm like, this guy just got out of Jersey. Those guys was playing against him last year. How are they going to respect him now as a coach? Which is possible because Jason Kidd and, and Fisher, they are first-class guys. 
Well, so Jason Kidd had the uh, domestic violence thing alleged. I don't know exactly what happened. Everybody he, has those. Go he, ahead. He, but he's had, but he's had some things in the past off the court that have been questionable. Derek Fisher has been one hundred percent perfect. Uh-huh. A model citizen the whole time. People respect him around the league so much. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I'll say this to that. Outside looking in, you, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're 100%, as far as we know. Right, right. You're 100% right. But you, I learned a long time ago. I've, I've seen some stuff in my own house. You, you don't know what's going on in somebody's house that if that got out, then somebody's going to look at you in a certain way. That's mm-hmm. a bad, you know. It's just Fisher seems like the perfect fit for it. Uh but if you're bringing up Jason Kidd's domestic violence, you understand what 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 describe what's the description for domestic violence? Other I don't, outside, I don't I don't know. It could be anything. It depends on who they want to arrest. It could be anything. But are, are you just holding somebody off from hitting you? Because when now no seriously now now we're gonna talk about. It. I shouldn't have said it. What? <laughs> no nothing. Nah, no, I'm not talking about that nonsense <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. Now when somebody. Today's now, when you call the police, somebody has to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't care, what, what was her name, Jamani uh, Kid, Jamani Kid, his wife, ex-wife. Well, who was she? Why was she? Why we want her downtown? We want Jason Kidd because that's the biggest story. That's a story. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, I, back to the thing, I just think that he's... The Lakers got to find a coach. Why don't you just go outside of everything and get Kevin Ollie? Or <laughs> go outside, go get the... The guy from VCU. Go get somebody. Go, Shaka? Shaka. Go get, <laughs> go get anybody that's young. If you build nothing. The Lakers going to be, they won 27 games yeah. this year. Lost 55. Well, they probably win 10 more games next year. 10, yeah, 15 more games. Just because Kobe's back. Right. And just because they'll get somebody in the, I mean, this offseason is going to be gigantic. And, and you're right, it's the new wave of young coaches that, have, that are kind of taking over the league. Brad Stevens, they came right out of Butler in uh, Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have, you have the guy in, in Charlotte that, was, that coached in college somewhere. You have a bunch of younger guys that are now coaching and having pretty good uh, pretty good. Uh, See, it bothers me when people say, success. well, this guy don't have the experience to be a head coach, but when is he going to ever get that experience? I mean, he can come in well, you start and as sit an on the bench. Coach, yeah, yeah, and sit on the bench. But you don't have to take that old chance. I mean, it's not a chance. You don't have to go that route. It's your team. Get this guy some time to build because we are not going anywhere for the next year and a half if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers. This is one of the teams that build quickly, quicker than most. Yeah. But, but I would like to see a younger coach come in there or somebody who just just out of the blue. And just start completely fresh. Start completely fresh. Yeah. Bring some guys in and get it done. Yeah. I would like to see that. Well, and this is also a courting thing because if you want to get LeBron or you want to try to get LeBron, LeBron's not coming. I understand that. But if you want to try to get him, if you want to try and get Kevin Love in two years, you want to try and get KD maybe down oh, the road. Oh, you will get Kevin you Love. You need to get. You need to have a head coach. But Kobe's gonna be gone. You won't get Kevin Love in case. But, but that's what you're saying. They will be starting over because a KD could be a Kobe. Yeah. A Kobe replacement. Out of all the guys, I'd want him to come to LA. He could be a Kobe replacement. Um. So just get so just don't start over. You will get Kevin Love. You will get Kevin Love for uh, next year. We'll see. I mean, Phoenix is set up pretty well. I mean, they have so Phoenix. many draft picks over the next five years or four years. It's out of control. It's out of control. They have. They're in a really, really fantastic position no. to get what they want yep. and and do the same thing the Lakers are doing. If you get Move Kevin forward. Love, you get Kevin Love. You have to give up some people that's 
serviceable for the Phoenix Suns right now. At least two. Well, yeah, but That's they the have draft they, picks too. Yeah, but they have draft picks, but no draft picks will come in and say and shock the world. This you take look at Damon uh, Lillard. We're looking at him like a veteran, right. but it took it took this two years. Do the Suns have two years to wait? Yeah, no, they don't. Well, it depends Nobody on if, it depends on if they're keeping. Uh, if you if, miss if the playoffs again, Eric Bledsoe or not? If you miss the playoffs again, now we're looking at Jeff Hornacek like he did a bad job, but which he's not. Well, Eric Bledsoe was out for the for the majority of this year, well, well, the majority for, for a good chunk of this year. Right, they need to get a big guy. And then they could be Kevin Love is a big guy and nah, a, he's not a center though. He's a, who plays with center this year? Who plays with center? The Houston Rockets got one. They don't even play with one. Yeah, the Houston Rockets have two. Yeah, but they don't play with them. Yeah, Omer Sheik might might be uh, better than if Omer Sheik came to Phoenix, they'd be a completely different team. And they can get them for cheap, probably. Yeah, and they could score more. Oh my God! Yeah, they can play some defense then. Alex Alex Clancy asked me a question when we text. Off the air from time to time, he more than I do. Yeah, because uh, he's a sports Neanderthal. But he texts me, um, "Was I satisfied? Was I satisfied of the decision made by Silver on the Donald Sterling case?" And I'm like, "What I say? I said, I don't care. Yeah, I, I was more of a satisfied for what? I don't care. I don't. I didn't care if you he, don't care about idiots. I don't care about idiots. Like idiots gonna be who they are. We now." There's a lot of idiots like him that's yeah. in the dark. Now we just found one that came to light. Um, was I satisfied that he got the death penalty, which is no more basketball for him? Can't be around it. Can't come in any arena in the NBA. Can't do any uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Was I satisfied? I don't care. I had a problem with having something that's mine and then somebody could take it away mm-hmm. from me because – of my beliefs or what, how I believe, where I come from, what I, how I was raised, because I think he was raised that way because nobody nobody's taught that. I think he was, well, I say he was raised that way and then nobody was taught that. You're just not born that way. Just, nobody's just born that way. You are taught those things. Uh, you get around a certain people who are like that. Um, I would insist, and this would be selfish, but this would be a distraught to the fans of LA Clippers, but I would insist he keep his team who you think gonna play for that team? You can't even get me. You can't even draft me to that team. Now, who you think gonna show up in the stadium? Now, I do say the fans are props because it's more TV revenue than anything. You can get that. You can fill it up every year. Um, where that money comes from is TV revenue and sponsors. You saw some sponsors suspend, and I'll say, what you suspending for? But but I, now that I think about that they want to see who the next person uh-huh. come in. Some just say we done with the Clippers, uh-huh. the brand itself, because when you think about Clippers, you're gonna think about that idiot. Mm-hmm. I could care less about what an idiot thinks. I insist that he keep his team. I thought it was just kind of hard how you take something from him, but we know he's who he is. We know that now. There's a lot more like him. They just haven't come out yet. Also, also, I don't want to take up too much time on this, but also I think he was set up. Not just the recording. Because I think he knew about the recordings. The recording's been out. The recording's been out. I think David Stern got a lot of questions to ask. You got to come back to the light. You, he has a lot of questions to ask. If I'm okay, Kwamla Sports Talk. I'm I'm retiring from Sports Talk next year. Alex gonna take over the show. It's gonna be Alex Clancy Sports Talk by way of Kwamla Sports Talk. Yeah. I got to get you in a position where when people come in here, they respect you. And it's just says you're not a new guy. So who can I have leverage against? Who can I get 
who can I get? And it's a bigger. This is bigger than you can think because you don't think far enough ahead. Of, this is bigger. Yes, yes. This is bigger than you can think. I think he was set up because he's been an idiot for a while. He's done things for the past 15, 17 years that he just take you to court and tie you up with legalities. Mm-hmm. So there's been situations where they could get him. If you want to trap somebody or do something to somebody, you just wait for the opportune moment, moment and you do it. You, and you do it. So I think, one, he could have kept his team. Nobody's going to show up for a, Lake, a Clippers game. Nobody would, L.A. is a different. L.A. is more liberal than anything. It's different. People are different there. But there's those kind of people everywhere, but not, a, not as a majority. Keep your team. Who's going to play for him? You couldn't get me to draft. You couldn't draft me to go there if you had the first pick in the whole history of the ever in the world. You couldn't get me to. You couldn't get me to go there. I would just go do an Eli Manning. You couldn't get me to watch another game. You couldn't get me to buy a ticket. So it's going to fall anyway. Could get it, the players to play for you right. that you have already. What? Yeah, exactly. So the Clippers so, would become defunct as as an organization. They would look, look like the Indiana Hoosers in the sec, in the sixties. So you would um you would end up yeah, losing. Right. But the NBA doesn't want that to happen to an NBA team. Uh, this was 30 teams. He doesn't want that to happen because that is a good market. Now, he could have easily moved that team to Anaheim, which would have been a great, great place. I don't know if you any Anaheim Clippers or, you know, Anaheim Clippers, probably what they would have been. But that's one thing. Two, I think he was set up because he's been an idiot for so long. And David Stern just want to make sure uh, Mike Silver. Adam. Adam, I'm sorry. Adam right. Silver. When he came in, that everybody respect him. So the first thing you do is you got this big thing right here. Give him the death penalty. And now everybody respect you. And so there's no, there's no mistakes. Any decisions you make, they know you're coming down hard on them. Do you think that it would have been a different penalty if he wasn't a new commissioner? Do you think that if you've been a commissioner for 10 years, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been that as harsh of a penalty? I don't think so. You don't think so? so because, you think it would have been the same? Because of my conspiracy theory. Okay. Because of my conspiracy okay. theory. I think... What if he already had the respect of everybody? Would it, would the band still be the same? Or what, no, what if he, he suspended he the, him for five years But or if something? he had the respect of everybody being in a commission for 10 years, I think he would have already done something like that. Okay. He if would already... would have come out. Yeah. It, something would have came out huge where he would have had to make... A defining moment. A this is a far moment. cry from uh, finding Joakim Noah seventy five hundred for saying "f you" to a ref. Yeah, I which, who cares? which would have normally been thirty or fifty thousand dollar fine. They, sh- they should David say Stern. that. They should say that to the ref all the time. The ref, <laughs> the ref, tell them don't cry, play ball. The ref talk to them crazy. They just okay. That's beside the, the point at this point. He was um, he was set up. He was set up, but he was an idiot. He was. He was destined to be set up. Idiots can be set up e- easily. Yeah, so I, I guess it came out that he was recording all of this, all of these conversations because hmm. he was going to write his memoirs. He was? Yeah. For, he, he had a couple hundred hours worth of footage. Yeah, but how'd she get them? I, I, I don't know. She, she might have been the one recording them. I mean, it's all, this is kind of gray. There's chips, a lot of different reports. Chips over chicks. That's not my title, but uh, Keith Rogers, guy went to school with me, was on the show uh, while he was... Faking sick. He, um, Stop it. <laughs> he, um, they got a little show coming on it, so they might use one of our days. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can orchestrate all that, but to get their show going, uh, they're gonna have to pay us though hmm. for that. But um, I, one of their segments, I thought we brought it up, and I'm like, that's a good segment. I said I can't use it because, you know, he just said chips, and I was thinking like chips over chicks because of the situation men make 
with women that cause the downfalls? Chips over chicks. But you were saying, go ahead. I can't remember. I know. I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I think at he the was, orange I think he, Um Do you think? Okay, you can't remember. Should I? Should I move on to something else? Jameis Winston steals crab legs. First of all, you six five black. <laughs> you're gonna be watched. <laughs> you yeah. six five and black. You're gonna be watched everywhere you go. You just had a situation before you won a Heisman during your football season of a uh, allegedly assault rape. I think it was. Now you you win the Heisman. At what point do you make better decisions? You you a Heisman candidate. You go to a top university, and I always say this: don't take a don't make a kid an adult because he go to a university of some prestige or something like that. Remember, they are still kids; they're gonna make mistakes. But James Winston, you just come out of situation. You just this this is why I say pay college athletes because why do you have to steal? If he's if this is the case, some crab legs. It was a seafood night. I'm I'm sure I'm certain of it. But why do you have to steal? Go into the store and steal crab legs. I had a guy on my team, running back, goes into Burlington Coat Factory and steals a coat. He was freshman all this, and steals a coat and just put that 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 connotation that bad connotation behind his name. Denotes everything he's did as far as as being a freshman. He goes and steals a coat. Don't you know, even if it's an athlete, you are being watched, even if you're the backup? So these two times have happened, and then in November 2012, uh, police were called to his apartment, uh, to an apartment complex. 13 windows were broken by BB guns, so that's another police (laughs) questioning. He's doing little kids stuff. And then... In the one before that, um, he got a water cup from Burger King and kept filling it up with soda and refused to, and with the employees saying, stop, 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 well, and he wouldn't stop. Let me ask so, you this. I mean, these aren't these aren't big deals. But you can do that at Burger King. You can do that. You can <laughs> fill up. Everybody does that. I do that. I, I get my cup first before my food. When I used to eat fast food, when I get my cup, I, I would, the food haven't come out yet. I'm going to the, I'm going to the Sprite and the lemonade and uh, make some water. Uh, a water cup. Oh, he, he did got a water it. cup. Not and filling kept up his soda. And kept getting the soda. Yeah. So it's not like these things, I mean, they're not huge deals. You but have to pay for that stuff. Yeah, but it's not like, it's just a respect thing. Just well, all around, it's a respect thing. Well, don't come and try to show me up because you think you who you are and because you the quarterback right. before the state. Don't come to Burger King where I work and think there's a different level because respect comes before everything. Right. Yeah, he, yeah, well, I'm thinking he had a soda cup. But he had the little small water cup and yeah. kept filling it up. Yeah. yeah, no, you can't do that. First of all, that person was watching him thoroughly enough to say, I know I gave you it's a just water like, cup. Why? I know you gave you a water cup and you keep filling it up with soda. So somebody was watching him. So that's what I'm saying. You've been watched so much that you're going to be watched for the incidents you've been in, for what you've done, where you are, who you are. You can't make better decisions. See, I, I try to con- contrast that with Johnny Manziel. See, Johnny Manziel don't have to do all that. He did his own thing as far as trying to make a name, money off his name, make money off his memorabilia. He didn't have to steal because he come from a different background. And that's something I'd like to get more into. Just uh, this is why you should start paying these guys so this don't happen. Any last 
No, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I just think that at this point, he's like, just get me through this year. If the, sec- if the sexual assault thing doesn't come back, he's in the clear. Yeah, he's no, gonna he's be not. In the, no, he's, he's going to be in the NFL. No, People don't care what you do in college in the NFL. Yes, they do. People don't. I got a judge. You, you're a quarterback. Down down. You're not a tight end. You're a quarterback. I got to question your decision making now because you got to make the right decisions at the quarterback. Yeah, Most but if, times, you, if you get a 40 on the Wonder League test, then you're good. If you got a 40. I'm you just saying, like, there, there are things that supersede other things I, I don't think so. You still, you still got a question. Like, we right now, we st- people are still questioning uh, Johnny Manziel's decision making. Is he going to be a good leader? Can I trust him? The same thing going to come with uh, James Winston. Can I trust him? He making the right. You know you're the Heisman. You know you're going to be watched. You got to make the right decisions. You're a quarterback. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have to pick up this tomorrow. Yeah. And I would be calling in. Okay. Uh, we're going to pick this up tomorrow briefly and get, get to the. We won't get to the bottom of it because this is a long lasting story. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, end of our show. Listen in, call in tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about Jameis Winston and maybe Johnny Manziel as a contrast. We out of here. Until then. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.